Hi guys, and welcome back to the Mystery and Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast. I'm sorry to be getting this out to y'all so, so late, but please welcome back to the show Miss Murray Wilson and Kathy Lewis with Hans Connery as Professor Kropopkin, John Brown as Al, Life Erickson as Richard Rylander, and Miss Gloria Gordon as Mrs. O'Reilly in the CBS comedy show, My Friend Irma. In this first episode, we find Irma at work and Jane's at home talking about her roommate. So Jane calls Irma at work and has plans to meet her for lunch. As they are walking downtown, Irma spots a bridal gown shop and pictures herself at her wedding day getting married to Al. And she tells Jane she wants to put a deposit on the bridal gown, but Jane reminds her that Al can't give her the things that go with the home, like furniture and all the other necessities needed to make a home. So Irma heads home and then she turns on the radio and hears a radio broadcast about a lucky couples program to where they furnish a full home from the kitchen to the bedroom and all she has to do is write a letter to the program discussing why she wants to be on the contest program and then Jane comes in and ask her what she's doing and she says I'm writing a letter to the lucky couples contest program so Jane helps Irma write the letter and Irma is waiting frantically every day for the mailman to deliver the news when Irma ends up getting discouraged all of a sudden the phone rings and Irma receives a call from the Lucky Couples program. Al and Irma go on the radio show and it doesn't work out very well. And so the first episode is called The Lucky Couples Program or Lucky Couples Contest. And in the second episode, we find that Al is talking bad about Richard Rylander, how he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth, and is very successful. Al wants to be as successful as Richard one day. So Richard loans Al $1,000 to get started in investment, investing in a business. But unfortunately, for Richard, he does not know that Al has invested in a horrible boxer named Billy Boy. So when Jane finds out, she is baffled that Al 
would do that to Richard and invest not in a business but in a person buying his contract who hasn't won a fight yet so Richard thinks of a way to make money and get even with the investment that Al screwed up so they bet on the other boxer but unfortunately for them Irma has a plan of her own to help Billy Boy win and the title of that episode is called Billy Boy I want to once again thank everybody who has listened and subscribed to my podcast please stay tuned after the program to hear an update of tonight's show And once again, guys, enjoy the show. Thanks. Lieber Brothers Company, makers of Swan, the soap with the exclusive super cream blend presents... Our friend, Swan, with my friend, Irma. Starring Mary Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane. Friendship, friendship, just a perfect friendship. When other friendships have been forgotten, theirs will still be hot. My friend Irma. Many times we run into that old controversial subject, who is the more intelligent, man or woman? Now, me, Jane Stacy, I like to stick up for us gals. As an example of woman's intelligence, I invariably point to Madame Curie, Queen Victoria, Dorothy Parker. I think I'm doing all right until the opposition nods knowingly in the direction of Irma Peterson. (laughs) And suddenly the ball game is over. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I love Irma Peterson. But there are times when... Well, for instance, last night, Irma was reading a book. She read it through once, and then I noticed that she started on the back page and seemed to be reading toward the front. (laughs) Honey, what is it, Jane? You know, you read that book through once. What's the idea of reading it backwards? Well, I want to be fair. After all, there are two sides to every story. (laughs) See what I mean? This goes on every day, and I'm certain that on this lovely Saturday afternoon, it's not going to be any different. But I promised to meet Irma for lunch, so I better call her. Hello? Mr. Clyde's office. Hi, honey. You through for the day? Almost, Jane. Uh, Do you know where I can find a Canadian stamp? Why do you want a Canadian stamp? Well, Mr. Clyde dictated a letter, and he wants me to mail it to Canada right away. (laughs) Look, sweetie, uh, just put a United States stamp on it. Will it get there, Jean? Sure, I have pull in Washington. <laughs> sweetie, where do you want to meet me? Well, uh, how about 49th and 6th? Uh, you know, the corner where the fat policeman stands. The fat policeman? Yes, you know the one who always says, Hello, Irma, are you still lost? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that one. Oh, he's so nice, and he's interested in my health, too. He is? Yes, he keeps saying, Kid, you've been standing in the sun too long. <laughs> All right.
right, sweetie. All right, I'll meet you there in a few minutes. Bye. Goodbye. telling my girlfriend about you. Well, that's nice. Uh, you better cross now. The light's great. Thank you. Don't mention it. Just keep out of the sun. I will. Oh, there's my girlfriend, Jane. Jane. Oh, honey. Well, shall we just walk, do a little window shopping? All right, Jane. Oh, look, Jane, isn't that cute? The kids are making Nan out of snow. Yeah. You know, there are times when I think the man I'm in love with is made out of the same material. <laughs> oh, Jane, you've just got the blues because Richard hasn't proposed yet. Yeah, I guess so. Well, Jane, uh, I don't think you're handling him right. I think Richard needs some competition, something to make him jealous. For instance? Well, get some other girls to go out with him. What? Well, then he'll see how much better you are than the others. Oh, sweetie, I've already used more tricks than Houdini. There's nothing a girl can do. It's a man's world. Well, that's what they say. Yeah. You know, sometimes when I feel like this, I wish I was born a man. Not me. I wouldn't want to be born a man. Why not? Well, I'd look so silly dancing with Al. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Irma, don't be ridiculous. Irma, look ahead of you. There's an open manhole. I've been down there. There's nothing to see. <laughs> Jane. What, honey? Look at that window. Isn't that a beautiful bridal gown? Yeah. It's very lovely. Come on, honey. Oh, wait a minute, Jane. Gee, what a beautiful gown. And that girl in the window is certainly lucky. Irma, she's just a dummy. Well, what does she care as long as her husband loves her? <laughs> oh, Jane, I'd give anything in the world to be a bride. Well, there stands Irma gazing pathetically at the bridal gown. I can tell by the expression on her face that she's picturing herself on her wedding day. She's just beaming with pride. Must be standing at the altar with Al. Now she's shaking her head up and down. Must be saying, I do. No, no, there's a fly on her nose. <laughs> now she's extending her finger for the wedding band, and she's holding it up and admiring it. I don't know what kind of a wedding band it can be, but if Al gave it to her, it must say Corona, Corona. <laughs> Sweetie, I hate to interrupt your daydreams, but we've got to be getting along. All right, Jane, but first I'd like to put a deposit on that bridal gown. Irma Peterson, how many times have I told you a bridal gown is the last thing a girl has to worry about? The last? Yes, the first thing is a man. <sighs> I could be a bride. I have Al. Yeah, yeah, you have Al. You know, Irma, all brides go to their weddings with four things. Something old and something new, something borrowed and something blue. To this, you are adding a fifth thing. What? Something unemployed. <laughs> so what? Well, Irma, you can't be happy with a man who can't give you the things that go with a home. For, for instance, uh, uh, furniture, a refrigerator, vacuum cleaner, dishes. Yes, I, I guess Al could never make it on his unemployment check. That's right. Well, come on, honey. Let's have lunch. No, I'm too sad to have lunch. I'm going to be an old maid. I'm going to go home.
Jane went off to do some shopping. I'm here alone. Huh? No, I'm not frightened. I've been alone before when there was no one with me. <laughs> well, that's a good idea. I'll turn on the radio for company. Yes, goodbye, Richard. Listen, ladies, have you ever wished you might be a bride? Oh, yes, I have. You have? Then this program is going to make it possible for some lucky girl to have everything she'll ever need for that honeymoon cottage. Furniture, a refrigerator, a vacuum cleaner, a washing machine. Dishes? And, oh, yes, a complete set of dishes. <laughs> Say nothing of some silverware. And now listen carefully, and I'll tell you how you can participate in our show. You have a pencil ready? Can I use a fountain pen instead? Or a fountain pen. Now, all you have to do is write a letter to this station and state in 25 words or less why you want to be a bride. It's very simple. Just 25 words beginning, I want to be a bride because... I want to be a bride because... Now, please understand this is not a contest. We merely select the six most interesting letters, and our studio audience will then choose the lucky couple. Please mail your letters to Lucky Couple. So until next week, this is Freddie Flip saying wedding bells to you all, and I do mean you all. I want to be a bride because... Come in. It's only me, Professor Kropotkin. <laughs> Hello, Irma, darling. Oh, Professor, why are you limping? Oh, my room is so dark, I keep falling over everything. Well, why don't you turn on the lights? I can't stand the sight of that place. <laughs> Irma, where's Janie? Oh, she's out. Oh, Professor, I'm so excited. Can you give me 25 words why a person should get married? No, but I got plenty of words about why you shouldn't. <laughs> What's it all about, Irma? Well, I have to write a letter. I want to be a bride because, and if they select my letter, I get a refrigerator, a, a furniture, a vacuum cleaner, everything to make the house perfect. And Al will be your husband? Naturally. This you call perfect? <laughs> well, Professor, would you help me write the letter? Help you? Yes, you were once married. What made you get married? A weakness in my character. <laughs> oh, all you men say that. But wasn't there something that made you feel wonderful in 25 words? Listen, Irma, darling, with my wife, 25 words was just a breathing spell. <laughs> you know, she once stopped talking for five seconds. We all thought she had locked you. <laughs> no, Irma, I refuse to be accessory to this crime. Besides, I have to get back to my room. I'm having a fight with Mrs. O'Reilly. What about? I told her there's mice in my room as big as dogs. What's she doing about it? She wants to charge me extra for running a kennel club. <laughs> well, goodbye, Emma. Write your letter and good luck. I want to be a bride because... because it's the only way for a girl to be married. <laughs> no. I want to be a bride because that's all a girl has to look forward to and I've been looking so long my two eyes are tired. <laughs> Oh, shucks, that's 26 words. I'll make it just one eye. Oh, now let's see. I want to be a bride. I want to be a bride. Hello, honey. I want to be a bride. I want to be one, too, but I don't use up all this paper. Irma, what have you done to my stationery? What are you doing? Oh, Jane, did you ever hear of a program called Lucky Couple? Yeah. Yeah, you, you mean the one in which you write in why you want to be a bride in 25 words, and if you're the lucky couple, they furnish your home for you? Yes, and, oh, Jane, I'm not good at it. Would would you write the letter for me? Well, honey, do you really think if Al got all those things, he'd marry you? Of course. 
You know, it would be very interesting to find out what Al would do if his back were against the wall. Okay, sweetie, all right, I'll write your letter for you. Oh, Jane, no girl ever had a better friend. Uh And I'll get Al in the mood by making him a wonderful dinner tonight. Well, Irma, I know the way to a man's heart is through his stomach, but are you sure you know the road? (laughs) I mean, well, you know, you you very seldom cook. Oh, I know, but I think this is a time to start, and I've been memorizing a recipe. I'm going to the store right now. To buy what? The white of an egg. The ones we have here, they won't do. They all have a yellow center. have just finished the first dinner Irma ever cooked, and I must say I am positively speechless. Not only did Irma look adorable, but she made a dinner that was fit for a king, and Al ate it like a king. (laughs) King Henry VIII. (laughs) And then for dessert, she served those cute little Chinese fortune cookies, but she'd removed the original prophecies and replaced them with little slips of paper, which read, if you don't get married right away, you'll drop dead. Oh, it's a subtle kid, that Irma But if she can get Al to agree to marry her this way or any other way, it's okay by me I'll be happy to write the letter if she can get Al to say the word Honey Yes, Jane? You know, I simply must tell you that that was the most delicious dinner I've ever eaten Right, Al? Oh, the best Oh, thank you, Al I'm glad to hear you say that because I realize how important cooking is in marriage You see, uh, married people eat twice as much as single people because there's two of them. Wait a minute, Irma. Did you invite me to this dinner so I'd propose? Yes, Al. Well, chicken, I don't think that's fair of you. I should at least have been given the right to choose my food. What do you mean, Al? Well, any guy about to walk the last mile always has the right to pick his own menu. Look, Al, you can stall Irma, but you can't stall me. Now, there's a chance. It may be slim, but it's a chance for you and Irma to win all the things necessary to furnish a home. Huh. Well, I'm going to write a letter for Irma in 25 words, why she wants to be a bride, and send it to the Lucky Couple program. Can't be done. Why not? Well, what would you write about? I mean, naturally, you'd write that Irma wants to be a bride because she's met a nice guy, a man of sterling character, a gentleman, a deep thinker. Personally, I don't think you can do me justice in 25 words. If she does win, will you go through with it? You know, Jane, if you worked half as hard on Richard as you do on me, you'd have been married ten years ago. Look, now, Al, you're the one that Irma wants, and I want to see her happy. Now, what do you say? Well, putting it like that, there's only one man who can advise me. Who, Al? Who else but... Hello, Joe. (laughs) Al, got a problem. Irma and I are going on a radio program. Huh? No, Joe, not it pays to be ignorant. (laughs) Now, this is called the Lucky Couple Program, dedicated to making happy marriages. Joe, I want to ask you a personal question. What do you think of marriage? Uh Uh-huh. 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 Mm-hmm. You love it? You think it's a wonderful institution? You think it's swell? And it's the best thing... Oh, your wife is sitting on your lap, and she sends her regards, too. (laughs) Gotcha, Joe. Goodbye. Man's no help. He's trapped himself. Well, Al, what do you say? 
Okay, you write the letter and I'll go through with it. Well, I finally got the letter out. I believe I rewrote it 18 times because every time I tried to describe Al, I was sure it wouldn't go through the mails. <laughs> so I just kept playing around till I got 25 words that seemed to make a little sense, and I signed Irma's name and I sent it off. Well, you can imagine what Irma's been going through since then. Every morning, Irma's been running downstairs to meet the mailman. She brings him little cookies. Once, I believe, I overheard her asking him if he had any socks that needed darning. <laughs> then she comes up and she waits by the phone. Once the phone rang at the same time that the mailman knocked, and it was as close as Irma ever came to doing a split. <laughs> well, this has just been going on for days, and I don't think I can take it much longer. Honey... Yes, Jane. Well, wh why don't you just forget about that lucky couple program? I I'm sure that if you'd won, you would have been notified by now. Oh, vacuum cleaners, refrigerators, washing machines. No wonder couples don't have many children today. They spend all their time in hardware stores. <laughs> oh, maybe that's a milkman with a special. Come in. Hiya, chicken. Oh, it's you, Al. No news today from the program, huh? Oh, Al, I guess we're just not the kind of people who get things easy. We can only get them by working for them. Chicken, don't be vicious. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe the letter Jane wrote wasn't good enough. Huh? Now, listen, Al. I made such a gentleman out of you in that letter, your own family would take you back. <laughs> well, what's the use? Let's not spill milk on each other and cry. <laughs> take me to a movie. Okay, chicken. Get your hat. Hello. Who? Irma Peterson. Yeah, Irma, it's for you. Thanks. Uh, hello? Yes, this is Irma Peterson. Who is this? Lucky couple program? I did? Oh, thank you. Oh, Al, they like the letter. Uh, yes? Oh, sure, we'll come to your studio. And believe me, I'm so happy I'll tell all my friends to eat the dog biscuits you advertise. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> goodbye. Jacob, we did it. Hey, you know, it'll feel kind of nice being married. Now, listen, Al, you haven't won yet. You still have to appear on the program and compete with the five other couples, you know. Five other couples? Yes, Al, they ask us questions. But I'm not worried. You always know what to do in an emergency. Like the time in the restaurant when you didn't have any money. Oh, that was... <laughs> that was nothing. Well, not everyone would have known how to get amnesia so fast. <laughs> Hello, Jane. Hello, Richard. What a pleasant surprise. Oh, thank you. Hello, Irma. Al? Hi. Say, you two look kind of excited. Oh, Irma and Al are going to be on that lucky couple radio program tonight. You know, where the winners receive a house completely furnished? Oh, yes. I've heard it many times. I bet if you and Jane went on, you'd win. Uh, yes, I suppose. Oh, I know Jane wouldn't mind marrying you. She told me so many times. Irma... Well, Jane, you did, and even in your sleep... Irma, don't uh, you... Can't you... Don't you think you better go? You and Al will be late. Yeah, that, that's right, Chicken. we better hurry. Come on. We'll listen in. Gee, Gina, I wish it was television, and then I'd be able to see you, and I wouldn't be nervous. <laughs> How's that again? Oh, never mind, never mind. The only thing I can say is good luck, honey, and we'll be sitting here pulling for you. Thanks, Jane. Come on, Chicken. Take my arm, baby. Who knows? Pretty soon, you may be... Mrs. Al.
Al, I, I wonder how the other couples are making out. Don't worry about them, chicken. We'll be called into the studio next. Now, we've got to make a good impression so we get the most applause. Well, I'm awful nervous. Now, yeah, just control yourself and answer the questions. Well, what do they usually ask? Well, they'll ask your age. You say 22. 22. Then they'll want to know how many children we would like. You say three or four. Three or four. Then they ask you why you picked me to be your husband. Now, here you've got to lay it on thick because they like it romantic. Well, what do I say? Oh, gooey stuff. Like, I got the habits of Lincoln, the charm of Casanova... The smile of Mona Lisa, and I'm built like an ox. <laughs> uh, habits of Lincoln, the charm of Casanova, smile of Mona Lisa, and built like an ox. You got it? Got it. All right, folks, come in the studio. Your interview is next. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard our fourth couple, and here are the next contestants. Let's give them a great big hand, huh? That's it, that's fine. Thank you. Richard, will you turn the radio up a little more? I want to be sure to hear everything. All right, Jane. And now, folks, for our next lucky couple. Miss, I see your name is Irma Peterson. Your age? Three or four. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm just a little nervous. Well, now, don't be nervous. Just relax. After all, there are only 15 million people listening to you. Now, tell us, when you marry this gentleman at your side, how many children would you like to have? Twenty-two. <laughs> I'm getting everything backwards. Now, just take your time, miss, because this is the important question. Uh, I think I'm ready for this one. Good. Now, tell our audience why you selected this young man as the man of your dreams. Well, he has the smile of an ox. <laughs> Habits of Casanova. Uh, and he's built like Mona Lisa. <laughs> oh, what's the matter, Al? Oh, I know. I left out Lincoln. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, next contestants, please. But, but, mister, don't you want to ask me any more next questions? Next contestants, please. Oh. Oh, poor Irma. Oh, and she tried so hard. Richard, why didn't Al talk? You know, he knows that Irma gets excited. Oh, I'll have an unhappy girl on my hands tonight. Say, I think I see them coming up the street now. How do you know it's Irma now? Well, the fellow's walking on the inside. That's them. <laughs> well, I'd better try and cheer her up some way. Put the radio on, huh? Get some music. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for our pot of cash feature. If you're home when we call your phone number, all you have to do is answer the phone and we give you $10,000. There goes the wheel. The first name is Irma Peterson, and we're ringing her now. Irma Peterson? Yes, they're ringing us. Hello, Jane. Answer the phone. Answer the phone, Irma. It's a radio show, and they want to give you... Nothing a... doing. They made a fool of me once tonight. They won't do it again. I'm going to bed. Good night. Well, I'm sorry you weren't in, Miss Peterson. Sorry you weren't in. <laughs> and you know, even when she is in, there's nobody home? <laughs> When you're dealing with my friend, Irma. Lieber Brothers Company, makers of Swan, the soap with the exclusive super-creamed blend presents... Our friend, Swan. With my friend, Irma. 
Starring Marie Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane. Friendship, friendship, just a perfect friendship. When other friendships have been forgot, theirs will still be hot. With a population the size of New York's, there are bound to be many people like yourself. But of one thing I'm certain, in all New York, yes, in all the world, there can only be one Irma Peterson. <laughs> How do I know? Because only one person thinks like my beloved roommate. For instance, the other day I was reading the newspaper and I said, Irma. Yes, Jane? Listen to this headline in the paper. Higher meat prices predicted for 1948. Isn't that awful? Oh, it sure is, Jane. It's going to give a lot of people an inferiority complex. Inferiority complex? Yes, I heard that the human body is only worth 97 cents. Why should a cow be any better than you or me? <laughs> try to find an answer for that, but right now I'm more concerned with Irma's heart than her mind. You see, Valentine's Day is nearly here, and with the approach of any holiday with the least romantic significance, Irma becomes certain that Al is going to propose. She felt that way on Mother's Day, <laughs> on Father's Day, in fact, on every holiday except Labor Day. <laughs> She knows that that's the day when Al hides. <laughs> but I know that she's banking heavily on the culmination of her dreams this Valentine's Day because right now she's down on her knees in front of her hope chest, examining its contents. Believe me, such contents no human eye has ever seen in a hope chest. In one corner, she has stacked bottles of root beer, Mission Orange, cherry soda, and Cokes. <laughs> Irma, what is the idea... Well, when... Maybe when Al sees all that pop, he'll want to become a father. <laughs> I see. And what about that calendar, honey? You've torn off all 12 months. Why? Well, they say when you get married, the first year is the hardest, and I don't want to know about it. <laughs> Sweetie, I don't want to be cruel, but what makes you think that Al is going to leap into action now? Valentine's Day is coming. Oh, honey, you said the same thing about leap year. You were going to land him on the first day of leap year. Well, it was fate. I was a good leaper, but he was a better ducker. <laughs> Irma, do you seriously intend to marry Al? The moment he asks me. You intend to have children, don't you? Six. Six? Four of each. <laughs> there may be twins, you know. Yeah, well, that's what I'm driving at, honey. You see, children need food, they need clothes, they need education. Well, I was going to educate them myself. Yeah, I know, honey, but after kindergarten... <laughs> well, then Al will take over. All right, then after reform school... <laughs> oh, look, Jane, I, I know what you say is, is true, but I love Al and I want to marry him. I, I'm just going to let the future take care of itself. Oh, Irma, now, this Now, please, man... Jane, my mind is made up. Oh, gee, I'd better hurry to the beauty parlor. I'll be late. Honey, why do you keep spending money on the beauty parlor? You have such wonderful, naturally curly blonde hair. Yes, but people keep saying there's, there's so much that needs to be done to my head. <laughs> See you later. Okay. Hello. Oh, it's you, Al. Uh-uh, she just left for the beauty parlor. She'll be right back. What? You're shopping for her Valentine present? 
What would she like? Gee, I don't know. Uh, where are you shopping? Near Tiffany's? How near Tiffany's? <laughs> oh, the five and ten. <laughs> well, look, Al, will you come over here? There's something very important that I want to discuss with you, huh? Yeah, while Irma's gone. Please hurry, will you? Bye. Come in. It's only me, Professor Kropotkin. <laughs> Jenny, I hope I'm not intruding. No, Professor, not at all. What's on your mind? Well, I'm going away for a week, and I want to sublet my room. Does this ad read right? Well, let me hear it. Wanted gentleman to sublet room. Must be insane. Ah, <laughs> oh, Professor, don't be so dramatic. If there's as much wrong with your room as you say, why call Mrs. O'Reilly up and put your foot down? This is impossible. If I put my foot down in that room, I go right through the floor. <laughs> well, Professor, I sympathize with you, but I've got other things on my mind. What's wrong with Irma now? Well, she's made up her mind that she's going to marry Al. And you are worried that he won't be able to make a living for her, eh? Well, you know how long it's been since he worked. Yes, that was when the Normandy turned over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he tried to sell the life preservers for white wall tires. <laughs> Jenny, you got to be philosophical. You know, there is an old saying, all the world is a stage. How does that apply? It don't. This is only a consolation if you ain't got money to go to the movies. Uh, that's Al. That's Al. Uh, professor, I'm expecting him. Uh, come in. Oh, Jane. Oh, hiya, Professor. Hello, Al. Well, I got to be running along. Don't you want to hear about my new deal? Look, another deal he's got. What is it this time? Shaving cats and selling them for Mexican chihuahuas? <laughs> I stopped tampering with animals, but got a natural. It's a pair of binoculars with built-in pictures of pinup girls. So when a dame drags her husband to the opera, he'll have something to look at. <laughs> How's it sound? Like all the others. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'll go up to my room and feed my birds. Birds? What kind of birds do you have? I don't know. When you haven't got any windows, you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> well, Jane, what did you want to see me about that's so important? Well, Al... I want to talk to you about Irma. Oh. She loves you, and since she has no family within 1,500 miles, I'd like to talk to you like, well, like her father would. Fair enough. Now, Al, just what are your intentions regarding Irma? Well, Pop, I'll tell you. <laughs> I love Irma, and someday I hope to give her my name. What else? <laughs> what else? Yes, what are you going to do about a job? Well, I... I sent an application in. Al, that was a year ago. Boulder Dam is finished. <laughs> Forget about it. Al, you have got to go out and get yourself a job. Oh, now, look, Jane, you got me all wrong. I'm not against work. It's just that a man like me has got to pick the right spot. What do you mean? Well, I'm not the kind of a guy that can work for somebody else. I feel I'm a born leader. Got to do things on my own. Maybe I got that same drive that you find in men like Edison. Marconi, Louis Pasteur, and... and Rip uh, Van Winkle. <laughs> well, look, Jane, that's how I am, and nothing's going to change me. I'm willing to work. I want to work for myself. Oh, Al, that's ridiculous. Why? Richard works for himself. Are you comparing yourself to Richard? Why, why he's a self-made man. Richard could retire on just what people owe him. Well, I could retire on what I owe people. <laughs> Now, Al, don't joke. 
I give you my word that unless you straighten yourself out, I'm going to do my best to prevent Irma from marrying you. Well, I've got to go down and meet Richard now, but this isn't the last that you've heard from me. Oh, hello, chicken. Hi, Jane. Hello, Al, honey. Oh, Al, your ears are burning. I bet you were talking about me. Yeah, chicken. I was just telling Jane how much I love you. Oh, Jane, isn't Al the answer to a girl's dreams? It all depends on what she ate before she went to bed. <laughs> oh, I gotta run along now, kids, but you uh, think about what we discussed, Al. Bye. Well, what did Jane mean, honey? Ah, the dame burns me up. Just because her guy Richard is loaded with dough, she keeps harping on me to get a job. Well, Al, I think if you loved me, you would. If I loved you? Chicken, how can you hurt me like that? Hurt you, Al? If you only knew how thoughts of you stay with me everywhere I go. In the subway, the wheels go clickety-clack, clickety-clack. But in my ears, they're saying, Irma, Irma, Irma. In the park, the wind caressing my cheek is just the soft touch of your fingers. Even in Coney Island, when I'm throwing baseballs, your face is always before me. <laughs> That's beautiful. I, I'm sorry I doubted your love. Don't want you to be sorry, chicken. Just want you to understand my problem. You see, there are two types of men. The weak-willed, who are always on the defense, and the strong-minded, who like to take the offense. Oh, I understand, Al. I've never found anyone more offensive than you. <laughs> Thanks, chicken. See, that's why, by nature, I can't work for anybody else. Well, why don't you work for yourself, Al? Well, that takes cash, chicken. And we'll just have to wait until I can get my hands on some. Oh, Al. Oh, what's the matter, chicken? I'm so tired of waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm afraid my children are going to be older than I am. <laughs> Can't be helped, chicken. Oh, back already? Oh, hiya, Richard. Hello, Al. Jane has been telling me that you've been making snide remarks, that I owe my success to the fact that I was born with a gold spoon in my mouth. Well, that's ridiculous. You would have choked to death. Oh. <laughs> Irma, please. Now, Al, what you say is not true. I had to work for my success. Now, I admit my father gave me $1,000 to get started with, but from there on, it was up to me. So what? If anyone gave me $1,000 with my business mind, you'd see a new sign on Wall Street. J.P. Morgan and Al. <laughs> oh, Al, I think your name should come first. After all, you're putting up the money. <laughs> Irma, Irma, will, will you just stay out of this? Look, please? Al, what, what you're trying to tell me is that the only thing you want is a start, right? Right. Okay, Al, I've got a proposition to make. Huh? Now, Jane and I are terribly fond of Irma, and her future welfare is our chief concern. Now, since you say you can't work for anyone else but must be on your own, well, we want you to have the same opportunity I had. So here is my check for $1,000. Oh, I couldn't accept it. It's certified. Oh, that's different. <laughs> okay, Richard, thanks. Now I'll show you. Now remember, Al, it's a loan and it must be used in a legitimate business. A legitimate, huh? <laughs> well, that may slow me down a bit, but I'll think of something. <laughs> Say, ladies, how would you like to have a luxurious mink coat? Well, then, find out about the exciting Lever $100,000 Fur Contest. Hello? Oh, hello, Dottie. Say, listen, how would you like to have a real mink coat? 
No, I'm not kidding. You really can get one by winning one of the lever fur contests. Why, all you have to do is tell why you like one of these. Swan soap, Lux Flakes, Lux Toilet Soap, Life Boy, Rinso, or Spry. And we can enter as many times as we want to. Well, I have to dash. Turn on your radio right now and you'll hear more about it. Bye. There are 1,645 prizes in all, 329 each week in this $100,000 contest. Each week, the following prizes will be awarded. One gorgeous $3,000 mink coat, three $1,000 fur coats, five smart $500 fur jackets, as well as many other prizes of valuable furs and cash. And ladies, you may choose your own coat at your favorite store when you win, or you can have the cash. Now... Here are the rules. In 25 words or less, tell why you like any one of these six lever products. Swan soap, Lux, Lux toilet soap, Life Boy, Rinso, or Spry. Enclose a wrapper or box top from one of them. Print your name and address and the name and address of your dealer. He'll help you. Also, be sure to get your entry blank from him. It will give you all the information you need. This contest is limited to the continental United States, Hawaii, and Alaska. Mail your entries to Lever Fur Contest, Box 1, New York 8, New York. Be sure to get your entry blank from your dealer tomorrow. That address, Lever Fur Contest, Box 1, New York 8, New York. You may win a luxurious fur coat or cash. So start writing your letters tonight. It's been 24 hours since Al started out to set the world on fire with Richard's thousand dollars. So far, we've had no word from him. I'm not confident. Because knowing Al and his deals, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if he buys a thousand dollars worth of peas, whitewashes them, and sells them for pearls. (laughs) Honestly, I'm really worried. After all, I was responsible for Richard lending the thousand dollars. Irma. What, Jane? Wonder what sort of business Al is going to invest in. Hello? Hello, chicken. This is Al. Now, let me do the talking. Don't want Jane to know it's me. You understand? Yes, Henry. Got great news, chicken. Just bought a sensational heavyweight. Paid the $1,000 for his contract. He's got ten decisions and five knockouts to his credit. Well, that's wonderful. What business is he in? Chicken, he's a fighter. Name is Billy Boy. Gonna make a fortune with this guy. I don't crack to Jane till I get there. Want to see the way her eyes light up when I tell her. All right, George. Goodbye. Irma, I heard you say Henry. Why'd you say goodbye, George? Well, uh, uh, they're partners. <laughs> Irma Peterson, was that Al? Was it? Well, you'll never find out from me. Al would hate me if I told you. <laughs> what business is he in? Well, I-, I can't tell you until he does. Oh, well, all right. Then I won't try to guess. There's no sense in my knocking myself out. Oh, you guessed it. What? Uh, Knocking yourself out. He's a fighter. His name is Billy Boy. What? A fighter? Oh, Irma, you... Come in. It's only me again. (laughs) Janie, why do you look so distressed? Oh, Professor, Richard loaned Al $1,000 to go into business, and he bought a prize fighter named Billy Boy. Sleeping Billy Boy. I know him well. (laughs) He was married to a little waitress in the gypsy tea room. They finally got a divorce. Fighting? Yeah, she was always beating him up. (laughs) Ah, that's what I figured. Oh, why did I ever talk Richard into this thing? Well, maybe Billy Boy's making a comeback. Who knows? If they get the right match, he might win. Oh, 
Who with any kind of a name could he beat? Uh, Margaret O'Brien. <laughs> Come in. Hiya, folks. Well, I did it. Well, what's all the noise? <laughs> hey, Jane, why are you staring at me like that? You haven't heard the good news. Oh, you heard the good news. Well, I, I didn't tell her, Al. She guessed. Al, how could you do this? Now, wait a minute. You don't even know the man. I admit the guy's been knocked out in his first ten fights, but he's coasting. <laughs> Wants to find the right spot. Where, in the morgue? <laughs> now, look, Jane, I never was a chump, and I ain't one now. Got Billy Boy booked to fight gentleman Jim McKenzie, and I'm going to clean up? Oh, Al, you're out of your mind. Now, take it easy, Jane. Before you start condemning me, why don't you come down to the gym and take a look at my boy? Oh, let's go, Jane. Gee, I haven't been to a gym since I went to school. Wait a minute. Where are you going? To get my midi blouse and bloomers. <laughs> well, here we are at the gym. Al, myself, and the bloomer girl. And overpounding the punching bag is Al's fighter. Yeah, there he stands, a mass of something. I don't think he's very solid because the electric fan is on and he's rippling. But he does have an interesting face. Two large, bushy eyebrows. No, my mistake, that's his hairline. The man has no forehead. I don't know how to describe him quickly. Let us just say that if you printed the word brandy on his Adam's apple, he could pass for a St. Bernard. <laughs> but I must say he has quite a punch. Now he's shadow boxing. He swings his right. He swings his left. Now he's down. I think his shadow hit back. <laughs> no. No, he slipped. Hey, Billy Boy, get up. What happened? Sorry, boss. It's this trick knee of mine again. Trick knee? Yeah. Well, you didn't say anything about that when I signed you. Don't like to talk about it. Does it bother you often? Oh, no, only when I fight. <laughs> Every time I get set to throw a punch, my knee buckles. And while I'm bending over to see what's wrong, they let me have it. But don't worry, boss. In a few days, I'm as good as ever. Well, Al, I have to congratulate you. Most promoters are satisfied just to buy a regular fighter. You, you have to be fancy. You have to get the collapsible model. <laughs> but he kept it a secret. The guy I bought him from said he was fast on his feet, very shifty. How should I know every time he shifted, he went out of gear? <laughs> well, Al, now that I've seen your fighter, I'll run along and tell Richard that he's poorer by $1,000. What a businessman. Oh, gee, Al, I think Jane's unfair. No, chicken, she's right. Billy Boyle getting the ring... And in one minute, he'll be down on his knee. Well, that's not so bad. That's the way Al Jolson started. <laughs> but I can't sing. Oh, uh, Al, don't be downhearted. Ah, uh, please, chicken. What's the use of kidding ourselves? This guy is nothing. I've been taken, gypped, swindled. And there's only one honest thing to do. Well, what, Al? Try to unload him on somebody else. <laughs> and in a case like that, there's only one man who can help us. Who, Al? Who else but... Hello, Joe. Al, got a problem. Want to unload a boxer? No, not a dog. Wait, I take that back. He is. His name is Billy Boy. Yeah, that's the guy, yeah. Joe, I'm stuck with him. How can I unload him without people finding out about his knee? Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Put Irma on his lap and sell him for a ventriloquist. <laughs> Look, Joe, I'm in no mood for gags. I gotta think fast. So long. Nothing doing, Al? No, we're cooked. Out of my way. I'm ready. I'll kill him. Hold it, Billy. That's not the gong. It's the... <laughs> Hello? Uh, hello, Stillman's Jim. I, I want to talk to Al. Yeah, this is Al. What do you want, Richard? I understand you're not the financial wizard you set out to be. Don't rub it in, Richard. Now, what I mean is that I hear that you took your investment and didn't put it in, shall we say, a solid piece of furniture. Well, he's solid, all right, but how can I know he'd turn out to have gate-leg knees? <laughs> well, look, Al, uh, Jane's here in the office, and we want to talk to you. Come over here right away. You've gotten us all in a mess. I'll be right over, Richard. Goodbye. Chicken, it's murder. Can't work for others. Can't work for myself. Just don't know how I'm going to make a living. Oh, but, Al, what if Billy Boy beats gentleman Jim McKenzie tonight? Oh, chicken, he's got no chance to win. I tell you, the guy's a bum. Oh, gee, you sound like my own mother. <laughs> well, I got to go square myself with Richard. I'll, I'll see you. You know, miss, I don't think he has any confidence in me. Mine? You see, Al can't work for himself and has to be the boss, and Richard has always been the boss and has the money, so he lent Al money so he could be in business like Richard, who has a gold spoon in his mouth, which he got from his father to buy you. That's a little hard for me to follow. You see, I'm a little punchy from fighting so long. Well, then I'll tell it to you more slowly and clearly. You see, Richard wanted to invest, so he left Al to invest in you because of Richard's girlfriend, Jane, who rooms with me. But you being a bad investment, I can't get married, not to you or Richard. That is because I belong to Al. Lady, how long you been fighting? My dreams have been shattered. Now I'll have to go back to Wisconsin. Wisconsin? You from Wisconsin, lady? Yes, I'm Irma Peterson. How do you like that? I'm from Wisconsin, too. You are? Well, when's the last time you were there? Oh, not since I started fighting. They won't let me back in the state. <laughs> There's a big debate going on over me. What is it? Wisconsin is trying to prove that I was born in North Dakota. <laughs> ashamed of you? Yeah. You see, I never want to fight. Well, why not? You're big and strong and you're from Wisconsin. Have you no state pride? Yeah, I'd like to win so I could go back to Wisconsin, but it's my knee. The minute I get in a ring, it buckles. I look down and the next thing you know, it's 4th of July. Fireworks all over me. <laughs> well, well, don't look down when your knee buckles. Look up. Think of Wisconsin. It will give you courage. Well, I want my state to be proud of me. Tonight, when I get in the ring, I'm going to be a different man. I'll murder gentleman Jim McKenzie. Gee, I guess it was fate meeting you. Two lost souls, both from Wisconsin. Oh, that's right. And keep it on your mind tonight when you're fighting. Wisconsin, the dairy state. The home of the contented cow. 
The dairy state. Yeah, I must remember that. I must fight for dear old Wisconsin. Well, goodbye. I won't say good luck. I'll just say moo. <laughs> The gong for the opening round is just about to sound. Gentleman Jim McKenzie is coming into the ring, followed by his trainers. Here comes Billy Boy, supported by his trainers. <laughs> Al is beaming proudly. He's waving at the boxing commissioner with one hand and taking cigars out of the referee's pocket with the other. <laughs> now he's come over to join us. Got to hand it to Richard, Jane. He's got a great financial mind. Smart of him to make us all bet on McKenzie to beat Billy Boy. In that way, we'll get even and make a little. Well, things like that account for my success. And to use a Wall Street term, it's called protecting your investment. Say, here, here comes Irma. Yeah. What is she doing with a cowbell in each hand? <laughs> What's the difference? The fight's going to start. Yeah, sit, sit down. down. Sit down, Irma. Sit down. Ladies and gentlemen, the final event of tonight's Elks Club Smoker, a 10-round bout to the finish. On my right... starting. Shh. Well, there they go. Both fighters are in the ring. Gentleman Jim is pulling back his left. There it goes forward. And there goes Billy Boy downward. <laughs> well, folks, let's get ready to collect our money. Six, seven, eight, nine. Ooh. <laughs> Irma, what are you mowing about? Oh, you'll see, Jane. See what? Oh, oh my goodness, what I'm now seeing, no one would believe. Billy Boy is up. But not for long. He's down again. Six, Oh, but you see, Jane... Oh, honey, be quiet. Billy Boy is up. He's a different man. Look. Now Mackenzie's down. Eight, nine, ten, you're out. <gasps> no. No. Billy Boy has won the fight. Oh, I did it, Jane. I did it. And it was all because of my mooing. What are you talking about? Well, we wanted Billy Boy to win. And when I found out he was from Wisconsin, I got him to fight like a man. Irma, this may be news to you, but your mooing has just cost Richard $3,000. You see, we bet on Mackenzie. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Richard. I thought you wanted Billy Boy to win. That's why I mooed. You see, we're both from Wisconsin. Wisconsin? Irma, you were born in Minnesota. <laughs> well, this is a fine time to tell me. Ladies, now with Swan Soap, you can get the kind of complexion care you've been dreaming of. Sure, because Swan's exclusive super-creamed blend gives you a wonderful new kind of beauty lather. A rich, mild beauty lather that cleanses so gently and rinses away so completely, your skin is left fresh, smooth, lovely as ever. So, for perfect complexion care, make your regular facial soap super-creamed Swan Soap. <laughs> Thank you. 
My Friend Irma, presented by Swan, another fine product of Lever Brothers Company, was produced and directed by Cy Howard. Tonight's script was written by Cy Howard and Park Levy. Frank Bingman speaking. Spry. Cakes are light and high. Spry. There's a reason why. Spry. Cakes improve with Spry. Rely on Spry. You bet there's a reason why Spry is the cake-making wonder. Spry has an amazing cake improver secret. Try the sure Spry one bowl way and be certain of lighter, finer, richer cakes every time. No other type of shortening has Spry's cake improver secret. For new cake-making success, rely on Spry. Pure, all-vegetable Spry with cake improver. Rely on Spry. S-P-R-Y. Rely on Spry. S-P-R-Y. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Well, guys, that does it for Miss Murray Wilson and Kathy Lewis with Hans Connery as Professor Popkin, John Brown as Errol, and Life Erickson as Richard Rhinelander. I hope you guys enjoyed the show for this morning. Please join me later on tonight as I bring to the show Miss Mercedes McCambridge and Miss Kathy Lewis. And guys, I am so sorry I haven't been working on my podcast here lately. I've been moving and having other things going on. But I hope you guys will stay tuned for more updates and enjoy those episodes for later on tonight. And have a great night, guys. Have a great day. Thanks. Thanks.